from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. Welcome in, everyone. John Lee and Eddie in the morning here at Iowa Catholic Radio, 11.50 a.m., 88.5 FM and 94.5 FM. We are streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is Wednesday, May 27th. We've got a great show in store for you today. Uh, coming up at 7.15, Patty Origer is going to be on. Patty is the uh, new, relatively new, Coordinator of Persons with Disability Ministry uh, for the Diocese of Des Moines. We're going to get to know her, this ministry, this passion of hers as well, and uh, how it's affected her over the over the years. Uh, this is, a, uh, as I said, I, I remember when the Diocese of Des Moines was looking f- to fill this position, and uh, Patty was the one that has done so. So looking forward to introducing ourselves to Patty and getting to know her and this great ministry that she's got going on throughout our diocese. Bo Bonner coming up at 745 today. He's got a show called The Uncommon Good, but that's kind of a play. No, it's not kind of. It is a play on the common good that we in our Catholic faith talk about a lot, what do we mean, though, by the common good? And when did it originate? Uh, you know, kind of define our terms here is what we're going to do, and, and what can it teach us, uh, and what does the Catholic Church ask of us surrounding uh, those those couple words? So we'll have um, Bill Bonner coming up in the second half hour. Mark Amadeo with your news in sports, weather straight from the desk of Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Selwa. We will also have your saint of the day coming up in the second half hour. Big news coming out of the Vatican regarding the Knights of Columbus. I'll have that breaking news for you uh, coming up today as well. All right, let's do it. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our morning to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Well, good morning, John. Happy Wednesday to you. Uh, appreciate the uh, picture of the uh, mask you had on, something acceptable you were wearing. Uh, I always concerned when I get a text in the middle of the day from you and my brother together. It's like, okay, I might have to turn my phone in to the FBI or something because you guys have been up to no good. But you like it was my, very pleasant yesterday. You like my new mask, huh? The Chicago Cubs. I got that made. Now, the problem was it, it looked kind of intimidating because then I figured out, I looked at your eyes and I saw it was you. Yeah. And secondly, uh, it's missing a Cubs hat would be most appropriate with mm. that uh, bald head that like you uh, wear. Put that would on be. there, A Cubs huh? hat would have been more appropriate. Yeah, and then I would have been great, but then, uh, it then was all I right. just, Yeah, that, that, that'd be something, Cubs hat with that kind of Cubs mask that I have. But yes, I got it uh, yesterday. It has uh, come in. It has arrived. One of my mom's uh, friends made that, and uh, yeah, looking mm-hmm. forward to wearing it. Yeah, my wife has taken up, uh, well, she used to sew, and then now she's gotten the sewing machine out since we've been in this pandemic for approaching three months now. So she took up sewing, and she's sewing masks. Unfortunately, I can't get my request in. Mm. Uh, there's no black or gold material allowed in our house other yeah. than what I wear, and uh, I can't get a Hawkeye mask. But, oh, we've got plenty of Iowa State stuff. We've got you'll, plenty of Notre Dame stuff. You'll probably not, be last. Not 
Yeah, well, I, I expect that, John. That's the story of my life. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Whatever happened to the last shall be first? Isn't well, there a Bible verse in there somewhere? We'll I'm see. you got a lot of years left to live to figure that one out. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. My goodness, uh, two days in a row of uh, uh, severe weather. Ooh. Yesterday it was the Waukee, Dallas Center, Perry area. Yesterday afternoon, it's like, is this going to end, John? What's going on? Beautiful night, though. It turned into one. About 74 degrees, and you know, and it mm-hmm. seemed like there wasn't a cloud in the sky about after 6.30. So turned into a nice night. You know, we've got one more day of, I wouldn't say rough weather. We're going to have a possible thunderstorm today. But we're going to have wet weather. But Friday, looking great. Clear, uh, warm, or nice, rather dry. Just enough to hatch the mosquitoes and uh, get the lawnmowers out. I think that's wow. what uh, they're calling for on Friday. That's what it's turning into now. <laughs> About one day a week now, the, the only nice day. Then i got to be out there mowing. That's right. That's That's the time we get off. All right, well, let's get right to it. We've got a beautiful day starting out here in central Iowa for now. Once uh, from the WHO TV 13 weather desk and meteorologist Megan Selwa. Currently in the morning at the Mercy One Studios, we have cloudy skies, a very muggy 65 degrees. We do have some patchy fog and drizzle and uh, dense fog in western Iowa. So if you're heading down I-80 uh, towards Council Bluffs, got a little bit of fog to deal with. The humidity up there at a very tropical 93% as we had over two and a half inches of rain here in the greater Des Moines area the last two days and today we'll see a little bit more of that today it'll be mostly cloudy a few showers nothing severe they're saying but we could see an isolated thunderstorm possible later on today high of 78 degrees with south winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour tonight uh, mostly cloudy we could see some scattered storms overnight a low of, thir- of 64 degrees and then tomorrow uh, scattered showers uh, on your uh, Thursday, and we could see up to a quarter to a half inch of rain, a high of 75 degrees for for Thursday. And on Friday, here's a pick day. Sunny, dry, high of 72 degrees, a very light wind. The weekend, not looking too bad. A chance of rain Saturday afternoon, but otherwise partly cloudy and dry on Sunday, highs in the lower 70s. Well, in the news on this Wednesday morning, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds is removing more pandemic-related restrictions here in the state of Iowa. Uh, Casinos, amusement parks, and bowling alleys may reopen this Monday, June 1st, but at 50% capacity. Now, last week, Governor Reynolds announced that bars, restaurants, Excuse me, bars, breweries, and wineries will be uh, able to reopen, and that begins tomorrow at 50% capacity. Yesterday, the governor announced that both bars and restaurants may allow groups of up to 10 to sit together, uh, and that begins tomorrow. Uh, the previous limit had been six at a booth or a table. Now, uh, Governor Reynolds says live music may also resume in bars and restaurants, but performers and patrons must maintain their social distancing. Well, in other news, Governor Reynolds said she's setting up a call with the Iowa State Fair Board this week to discuss their plans for the 2020 Iowa State Fair, which is currently scheduled to begin on Thursday, August 13th. Now, Minnesota's 2020 State Fair has been canceled. That was canceled last week. Missouri State Fair is scheduled to begin on the same day as the Iowa State Fair. Uh, Missouri officials say they'll make their announcement uh, in early to mid-June about what their State Fair will look like. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. And once again, 
high school sports, that's baseball and softball, are set to resume in the state of Iowa next month. Iowa high school baseball and softball teams can begin practicing this Monday, June 1st, with the first games being played two weeks later on Monday, June 15th. High schools are currently working on revising their baseball and uh, softball uh, schedules for the re, uh, uh, for the season, and those schedules should be completed very soon. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have some patchy fog drizzle in the area, otherwise cloudy skies and a very muggy 65 degrees, humidity up there at 93% with a south-southeast wind at 6 miles per hour, and today we'll see uh, mostly cloudy skies, a few showers possible. We could see an isolated thunderstorm, a high of 78 degrees with south winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. And this has been Iowa Catholic Radio. News, weather, and sports on your Wednesday morning. John Leonetti Show. And coming up, Jimmy Olson. He has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. It is business as usual this morning. No accidents to pass along, so just be uh, careful as you head out and about this morning and watch for uh, all the construction that uh, is going on currently. Thanks to Builder Can Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Can has a transparent team, strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, big news coming out of the Vatican here with the Knights of Columbus founder, Father Michael McGivney, uh, is set to be beatified. Pope Francis has approved a miracle yesterday attributed to the intercession of Father Michael McGivney, uh, the founder of the Knights of Columbus, paving the way for his beatification. Uh, as the founder of the Knights. Uh, During a May 26th meeting there, the prefect of the Congregation for the Causes of Saints, the Pope authorized the congregation to issue a decree recognizing the miracle. Again, breaking out of Catholic News Agency right now, McGivney founded the Knights in 1882. Today it is the world's largest Catholic fraternal service organization with nearly 2 million members in more than a dozen countries. He was born in Waterbury, Connecticut in 1852, and he played a critical role in the growth of the church in the United States in the latter part of the 19th century. After his ordination in Baltimore in 1877, he served a largely uh, Irish-American and immigrant community in New Haven. Uh, Amid an anti-Catholic climate, and he battled that on a regular basis, he established the Knights of Columbus, and they were to provide the spiritual aid to Catholic men and financial help for families that uh, lost many of their uh, men and women that were working uh, at the time. Um, So big news, yeah, coming out. This is pretty exciting. Supreme Knight Carl uh, A. Anderson said that Father McGivney has inspired generations of Catholic men to roll up their sleeves and put their faith into action. He was decades ahead of his time in giving the laity an important role within the church. Um, The cause or the uh, miracle see if I can find it here uh, stated that uh, the Pope had recognized the miracle involved an 
unborn child in the United States who was healed in utero of a life-threatening condition. This happened in 2015. There were two other uh, miracles that went under investigation, but the Vatican found both of them not to be of miraculous nature, one in 2000 and then another one in 2011. Uh, and then another one, I think in 2012. So yeah, there was, uh, there were some miracles that were popping up there. Uh, but you know, the Vatican is very thorough. There can be absolutely zero. Uh, and I mean, absolutely zero, uh, medical or scientific explanation whatsoever. When the Vatican puts these, uh, under the microscope here and they've got their team of doctors and scientists, many of which aren't even Catholic, at the Vatican that they employ to um, to comb over these miracles. But uh, the one that was now approved was the child in utero uh, healed of the life-threatening condition. That happened four years ago in 2015. So, um, yeah, big news. All you knights out there, I know you're going to be celebrating this one. Text or call some of the other uh, maybe grand knights in the area and let everyone know the Knights of Columbus founder, Father McGivney, is going to be beatified i don't think a date has been set yet let me see here uh no i'm not finding that there's an actual date yet but i i find that though the the church kind of moves a little bit slower in the process of course of canonizing her saints and that's a good thing and the church just kind of moves slow in general uh in these regards um when when the pope announces a beatification like this especially of this nature i i I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm just imagining this, but I feel like it moves a little bit quicker now, uh, and they set the date and kind of move forward. So, big news. I know I'm a knight, and appreciate all the the great work that our knights are doing around uh, not just this diocese, but around this country as they continue. And um, I, I think it was in Baltimore that his cause was opened, and uh, that that the cause because he had to have an actual home diocese. So I don't don't quote me on that one, but yeah. Anyway, I'm excited. Good stuff. All right, coming up right after this, Patty Oreger is going to be on. She is the uh, relatively new coordinator of persons with disability for the Diocese of Des Moines. We're going to talk about this ministry and this passion of hers uh, coming up right after this and how maybe you can get involved or help. Bo Bonner in the second half hour, we're going to talk about what the common good means. What do we mean as a church when we say the common good? And uh, where did it originate from? He's got his show called The Uncommon Good, a play on that. Bo Bonner, second half hour. All right, let's get to it. Deacon Tony Valdez, uh, thank you. I'll just, I was going to say give us our morning offering, but instead I'm looking for my thing. So, uh, yeah, thank, thanks for all you do. Uh, golden Rule, plumbing, heating, and cooling, thank you for underwriting the show. Customer satisfaction always comes first, whether it be plumbing, heating, air conditioning services for nearly 20 years, Golden Rule. One thing I didn't know about them is their technicians are trained in their in-home training facility, 100% satisfaction guarantee. They're everywhere, goldenrulephc.com. Thank you again for underwriting the show. That's goldenrulephc.com. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmanInternational.org. That's BlessmanInternational.org. 
Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. The Catholic Tuition Organization provides tuition assistance for families to send their kids to our Catholic schools and 65% Iowa tax credits for you. Give to ctoiowa.org. Hello, my friends. Father Wade Menezes here of EWTN's Open Line Tuesday, where topics of faith, family, and fellowship are discussed each week, along with my giving general pastoral advice and catechesis. I'm asking you to faithfully support your local Catholic radio station, help give the Catholic faith to others by promoting solid Catholic programming in your local area. I strongly encourage you to become a faithful steward to your local Catholic radio station. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150. Oh, yes, some things have changed a little bit for Blessman International, but that doesn't mean that they're not doing what they can still to be able to serve the the people of Limpopo, uh, South Africa. Though they have a lot of teams of people that travel over there, those have been put on hold. Not indefinitely, not forever. They're going to come back, and they're going to come back uh, pretty strong. I know talking to Dr. Jim Blessman, he's uh, looking to the future, uh, hopefully the near future, when they can go and continue their life-saving work there at Blessman International. But they continue uh, to do what they can. Thank you, Blessman International, for underwriting this show. We're cheering for you. We're cheering you on, and we're there to support you. Let's go to our uh, first guest of the day, Coordinator of Persons with Disability Ministry for the Diocese of Des Moines. She's Patty Oreger, who joins me. Hi, Patty. Hi, John. How are you today? I'm doing fine. Thanks for coming on. You're relatively new to this position, correct? Uh, very new to this. Yeah. It started this past winter. Now, where uh, where did you come from? Well, I live in Adel, Iowa. I attend St. John's Parish. I grew up in northwest Iowa on a farm, so I'm an Iowa farm girl. And so why uh, why this this ministry for you? Well, this ministry is important to me because I have an adult son who has cerebral palsy, so I have been his advocate and his support since he was born, Um and I've met a lot of families that have uh, family members with disabilities, and so it's kind of come a passion of mine that uh, and the importance of including and supporting those families um, in their walk of life and in their relationship with God and in being a part of our society. What was that process like for you, uh, finding out that your son had cerebral palsy? Uh, it's kind of like getting any of those tough diagnoses, whether it's a cancer diagnosis or something, but it's kind of like you get a punch in the gut, and you're like, oh, how can I do this? And then you have to realize that you rely on God yeah. to get you through that. And so it kind of is also like a grief process. 
Um, when somebody dies in your family, you go through grief. But many times when you have a child's disability, you go through that grief multiple times at different stages of their life and your life. So those are kind of two of the big things uh, that have uh, uh, affected my life and have uh, been with us going through this. You know, I, I, my sister's very open about this. She's probably even listening right now. She has uh, uh, spina bifida, and um, she she was born, of course, with it. Um, and she's kind of a miracle story, really, in a lot of ways. I mean, just defying a lot of the odds. Uh, but, you know, I, I've heard stories. You know, mom and dad, they, they told us growing up, you know, again, and, and seeing my mom and dad having to fight for her in a lot of ways. As you said, they'd be advocates for those. And um, I think this is one of the, the big reasons why we have um, a, a position like this in the Diocese of Des Moines. Not just to call attention to it, but for people to be able to to fight on behalf of those that maybe aren't able to fight as hard for themselves. Right. To be their supports and to kind of engage all of us that we all have vulnerabilities, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's noticeable or not. And we need to see that we are all helpless and needy in our lives are fragile. And uh, getting a disability is by chance, like any diagnosis. So it's uh, we're all human. Um, we have to be uh, not have a desire to hide this and to think of ourselves differently. What is uh, what are the statistics right now surrounding those who have uh, mental or physical disabilities? I, I don't know if you do go by worldwide or country. Uh, typically, what I've been going by is uh, worldwide. So basically, one in four adults have a disability that pick, impacts their major life activities. Um, there's probably two in five adults for those age 65 and older. So obviously, as you get older, the chance of disability increases. Uh, And for mental health, one in five adults experience some sort of mental illness, and one in 25 experience a serious mental illness. Hmm. So mental illness has that stigma um, that we all need to move past um, and realize that it's uh, we need to support those people um, and have them be present and and they're having meaningful relationships with them and invite them to have support through their spiritual belief, prayer, and having a welcoming community of faith. I didn't get to get into this um, news story the other day, but I was uh, read just kind of the headline that many doctors are increasingly worried right now with uh, some of the, the mental difficulties that people are experiencing, especially during this pandemic, the heightened uh, rise of anxiety and other issues really just kind of uh, bubbling over for many people. Right. That has been a concern with everything going on with the pandemic. And so getting supports and uh, assistance to those people is very important. Yeah. Uh, you you uh, provided here, and by the way, you provided a book of notes. I appreciate <laughs> that. I, I didn't I didn't know where to start with this. But you talked about some of the things that you learned, and including some of the things that the bishops were kind of at the forefront of uh, for different, for instance, the American Disabilities Act in 1990, um, the National Catholic Partnership on Disabilities, that began in 1982, but, uh, you know, the bishops kind of were spearheading the way with some of their documents and writings in this. Yes, and I didn't realize this until after I was in this position and doing some research, but our United States Catholic bishops wrote a pastoral statement back in 1978 on people with disabilities, and um, you may not know that, but this letter, including quotes from this document, was read at the legislative meetings when drafting the American Disabilities Act. Hmm. And so it was influence, so Catholics, the bishops, were an influence on that act that went into effect in 1990. 
80% of parents right now uh, who receive a poor prenatal diagnosis chose to terminate the pregnancy. Uh, they had an abortion because of that. We get those numbers from Intervisions Healthcare. Um, how can we support families so that we don't see such a drastic number of abortions like this? Well, one of the things that I think is important is for us to be a welcoming communities and to invite people that maybe aren't already in our pews to be included. And if parents see the quality of life that people can have with different different disabilities, when they maybe get that sock in the gut, um, and that prenatal diagnosis that scares them, that they maybe can't do that, that maybe they'll find the courage and the support and uh, love from family and friends and their church community and know that God is going to be with them, that it won't be as scary, that that sock in the gut will go away mm-hmm. uh, a little quicker. Um, and not be quite as strong. What have you been impressed with? Because I know we have some different ministries around the Diocese of Des Moines that are really thriving. Uh, Some that have even met the Pope. But what have you seen in in these early days here as you uh, wade into the waters of your new position? Well, I have talked, just begun doing some talks with some of the different parishes, and we have some great special needs faith formation ministries Um, at St. Francis. We have American Sign Language Interpreted Masses at St. Catherine's and also St. Francis. Our Lady's Immaculate Health, excuse me, Our Lady's Immaculate Heart in Ankeny um, has a social needs program that they conduct a couple times a month. And then Corpus Christian Council Bluffs, I know, has a faith formation program. And then, of course, we have all those organizations that already support people with disabilities um, that we are looking to partnership as a diocese, as parishes. So places like Best Buddies, Easter Seals, NAMI, which is National Association of Mental Illness, all these organizations, Special Olympics, are doing great work, but they need volunteers and they need supporters uh, to help them continue in their work. Now, what about you specifically? How can people get involved or help uh, you in your position as a coordinator of persons with disability? Well, what I want to hear from right now is I want to hear from families um, and individuals that have disabilities, if they can contact me about ideas. Um, people that want to maybe be advocates in their parishes and be those welcoming people um, to help us uh, get this ministry started. And those that have an interest in working in this area need to reach out to me. And then I need input. Um, every parish will have different uh, things that they need to do to be welcoming um, and to uh, include the people with disabilities in their communities and to reach out to others outside their church walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and this is something also, and I know you mentioned those to reach out to you that, that are experiencing or have experienced someone or maybe themselves with a disability, but this is something that you obviously don't have to have a disability to get involved with, uh, I'm sure, and I'm sure you would welcome people as well as other parishes would welcome uh, different help and, uh, and inclusion there. Right, yes. Anybody that has an interest to uh, build some of those personal relationships, to have friendships, that's the uh, key thing uh, to make people so welcome for all of us. I think you're right. Uh, the coordinator of Persons with Disability Ministry, the Diocese of Des Moines. She's new, but she's on fire. She's ready to go. Patty Orger, thanks, Patty, for coming on. I appreciate it. Do you have uh, any any place you can point us to, that again, that they can get involved or helped you out with, like maybe an email? Uh, yes, my email address is porger at dmdiocese.org, um, and we'll be uh, releasing, in the hopefully, in the next couple weeks, the Disability Ministry webpage, where we're putting some resources out there to make available to families and to parishes 
So keep an eye out for that on the diocese webpage. Wonderful. Pass that on to Kara and uh, when, when that's up, and then I'll make sure to uh, put it out there for, uh, for our listeners, Patty. Thank you so much for coming on and all you continue to do. All right. Thank you for your time. All right. That's Patty Orger, everyone. Good stuff coming out of there. The diocese moving forward with that, and I think that's just wonderful. Uh, Bo Bonner coming up in the second half hour here. We're going to talk about the common good. What does the church mean when she talks and says uh, the common good? And where did this term really originate from? He's got a show called The Uncommon Good, and uh, he's going he's gonna to bring it to the front. Of course, that's a play on it, but uh, I think it'll be good to kind of look back into our history a little bit and see how these things kind of evolve. So Bo Bonner in the second half hour. Don't go anywhere. John Linetti in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show. Thank you to Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design for underwriting the show. A Catholic veteran family with a wide range of high-quality hardscape services, including paver patios, sidewalks, retaining walls, premium boulder walls, window wells, and more. And I got to see a lot of those when I went out to visit them in uh, in Winterset. And, of course, they're providing these services all throughout central Iowa, and I was impressed. 493-1060, fivesonsnaturescapes.com. That's fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Father Andrew now at today's God. And reflection. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Lifting up his eyes to heaven, Jesus prayed, saying, Holy Father, keep them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one just as we are one. When I was with them, I protected them in your name that you gave me, and I guarded them, and none of them was lost except the Son of Destruction, in order that the Scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you. I speak this in the world so that they may share my joy completely. I gave them your word, and the world hated them, because they do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. Consecrate them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I sent them into the world and I consecrate myself for them, so that they also may be consecrated in truth. The Gospel of the Lord Continuing what's otherwise known as the high priestly prayer before the Passion, Jesus prays for his disciples, that they persevere through the trials of the evil one, experience complete joy, and are made holy. As his own moment of trial and death approaches, he's not as concerned about himself as he is about them. Because of this, we're privileged to experience this wonderful example of humility, as well as to better understand the love that Jesus has for us. At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, we try to give you all options and information that would affect the comfort of your home. Do you have an AC that is over 10 years old? Did you have trouble with your AC last year? Chances are high that your system is using an old style of refrigerant that's no longer made. So to go along with our regular $99 Gold Club membership, we're offering you a free leak search. So don't get caught hot and let Golden Rule make sure you are ready for summer. Go to GoldenRulePhD.com. Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com.
Pope Francis, for his Wednesday general audience address, saying that prayer is a refuge and protection against the evil of the world. Uh, Speaking via live stream from his library there, the Pope illustrated this point with several stories from Genesis, including those of Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, and Noah. Quote, he says, reading these stories, one gets the impression that prayer is both the embarkment and the refuge of man before the flood of evil that grows in the world. On closer inspection, we also pray to be saved from ourselves. God's plan for humanity is good, but in our daily life, we experience the presence of evil. It is an everyday experience. He's continuing on with his cycle of catechesis on prayer, quoting from the catechism there, 2569 of the Catholic Church. He says, this quality of prayer is lived by a multitude of righteous in all religions. Prayer, he argued, cultivates flower beds of rebirth in places where man's hatred has only been able to enlarge the desert. He continued on speaking from the Bible. You can go to CatholicNewsAgency.com to speak of, or excuse me, to read uh, the Holy Father's words from his Wednesday general audience address. All right. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Bo Bonner coming up here soon with your Catholic Truth and Beauty segment on the common good. In the meantime, Mark Amadeo with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Well, good morning once again, John. Happy Wednesday to you. Oh, isn't it amazing? We're second day on back on the air, and this is hump day. Uh, it's Seemed like a day behind all week. I guess that's how it's going to be. That's the way this works, isn't it? To get that Monday off, and then you just feel like uh, feel like you're still a little behind. But yeah, I'm okay with it. Okay, yeah, uh, that was a great picture of you yesterday with your uh, mask on. I'm not talking about your uh, your umpire mask or <laughs> or mine either. Uh, I'm talking about the Chicago Cubs mask. Oh, wouldn't yeah. it be nice if they start playing? I still have tickets that first uh, full week in August. Uh, we'll see Ooh. the Braves play. Uh, I got it for a gift i believe it was uh, christmas good and, uh, i'd be looking for your money back well, though well we don't we're going to make a decision after the fourth july the next holiday we're going to make yeah. a decision but we don't have any hotels or anything set up but we do have well, tickets good. and i think they're out where you're at i think they're the bleacher seats i gotta i gotta look at those oh again. that's but the place my to wife sit, and man. son gave them to me well, I, I don't know. I'm I'm been paying attention to the MLB and uh, Major League Baseball. Yep. The owners, the the players, they're trying to get a deal done. So we'll see if that deal actually gets done. But it's looking like if it does get done, it's going to be about half the season. So about 82 games somewhere around there. And as we said, it's not going to be kind of divisions, traditional divisions as they have it. So it kind of be more regional. Right. Um, and it's looking like no fans right now. So we'll see how it's we'll see how it progresses. Well, hopefully things will change between now and the first week of August. Yep. Uh, but uh, I'll take it. Exactly right. Optimism. Got to yeah. have that optimism. Hey, listen, I'd, I'd take it, man. I'd, I'd hope to, to be there, but we'll see. And the, the only thing I'd recommend, you look pretty good in that mask. And Deacon Tony, please don't use that last phrase I mentioned as a promo. But uh, it needs a hat. You need a hat. <laughs> got to get that Cubs hat, huh? All right, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. But I got my Cubs mask. That's nice the start. I am always concerned when I get a text midday from you and my brother together, and it's like, oh, my Two peas gosh, in a what pod, have they man. done now? Two peas in yeah, a pod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
the story of my life, folks, and I'm only here for a few minutes every uh, every day, so you know what I'm going through the rest of the time. I love it. <laughs> All right, right now, right now from the WHO-TV uh, 13 weather desk, meteorologist Megan Selwa, currently in Des Moines at the Mercy One Studios. we got a mixed bag, cloudy skies. we have some patchy fog, drizzle, uh, foggy western Iowa if you're heading that way, uh, so be mindful of that, and a very muggy 65 degrees with the south-southeast wind at 6 miles prior, that humidity up to 93%, as we just saw the two-day rain totals here in central Iowa, Des Moines, over 2.5 inches, aims right at 2.5 inches, so that humidity is going to be uh, spiking up there uh, the next several days. Today, we will see mostly cloudy skies here in central Iowa. A few showers are possible. Uh, the weather shouldn't be as severe. We may see an isolated thunderstorm, though, a high of 78 degrees. We'll have south winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour, bringing that humidity in. Tonight, mostly cloudy, overnight low of 64 degrees. We could see some uh, scattered storms overnight. And then tomorrow, scattered showers. Could see up to a quarter to a half inch rain uh, totals in, here in central Iowa. Tomorrow's high, 75 degrees for your Thursday. And on Friday, it's going to dry out. Mostly sunny and dry, high of 72 degrees. Weekend, not looking too bad. Temperatures will be in the lower 70s. Chance of rain Saturday afternoon, but Sunday looks to be uh, partly to mostly or partly cloudy to mostly sunny uh, right now. Well, in the news, on this Wednesday morning, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds is removing uh, more pandemic-related restrictions here in the state of Iowa. Casinos, amusement parks, and bowling alleys may reopen this Monday, June 1st, but at 50% capacity. Now, last week, Governor Reynolds announced that bars, breweries, and wineries will be able to reopen tomorrow uh, at 50%. Uh, the governor announced that both bars and restaurants may allow groups of up to 10 sit together uh, starting tomorrow. The previous limit had been at 6 at a booth or table. Governor Reynolds says live music may also resume in bars and restaurants, but performers and patrons must maintain their social distancing. In other news, Governor Reynolds says she's setting up a call with the Iowa State Fair Board this week to discuss their plans for the 2020 Iowa State Fair, which is currently right now scheduled to begin on Thursday, August 13th. Now, uh, Minnesota's state fair this year was canceled. They canceled that last week. The Missouri State Fair is scheduled to begin on the same day as the Iowa State Fair. Missouri officials say they'll make an announcement in early to mid-June about what their state fair will look like. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. And once again, high school sports, uh, baseball and softball, they are set to resume in the state of Iowa next month. Uh, Iowa high school baseball and softball teams can begin practicing this Monday, June 1st with their first games being played two weeks later on Monday, June 15th. High schools are currently working on revising their baseball and softball schedules for the season. Uh, those schedules should be completed very soon. Once again, from the uh, WHO TV 13 weather desk and meteorologist Megan Selwell, currently in Des Moines, we have uh, mostly cloudy skies and patchy fog and drizzle and a very muggy 65 degrees at the Mercy One Studios. Humidity up there at 93% this morning with a south-southeast wind at 6 miles per hour. And today it'll be mostly cloudy. We could see a few showers uh, and maybe an isolated thunderstorm possible, a high of 78 degrees. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Wednesday morning. John Leonetti Show coming up. Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports, our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities, is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM. 
and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Still accident-free as we continue with our uh, drive this morning. Uh, business as usual. Thanks to Builder Can Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Can has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks, Jimmy. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Now, today's Saint Lives Life could have been made into another movie. We've had to... Uh, feature of slew of those over the last couple months in Augustine of Canterbury today. He began a journey from Rome with a group of monks to convert the pagans in England. Along the way, Augustine heard that the Anglo-Saxons were a brutal, vicious people and that the English Channel was a dangerous body of water to cross. He and his monks, well, they turned back to Rome instead. The Pope, though, he wasn't amused. Well, when he heard that they turned back from converting uh, the Anglo-Saxons and the English, the Pope sent him out again. This time they made it to England and were met by a pagan king who had married a Christian woman. He was kind to the missionaries and let them set up shop in Canterbury. A year later on Pentecost, the king himself was baptized. After being ordained a bishop in France, Augustine returned to England and set up shop as the first archbishop of Canterbury. Success wasn't immediate, though. Two different peoples, the Britons and the Anglo-Saxons, lived in the area. The Britons were Catholic, but had local customs and traditions that were out of step with Rome, including the mixture of worship with some pagan gods. Few of the Anglo-Saxons were Catholic. Slowly, Augustine co-opted pagan rituals and turned them into Catholic feasts. He worked to broker trust and understanding between the two peoples. He wasn't always successful, though, but Augustine is today considered the apostle of England because of it. We ask today, St. Augustine of Canterbury to pray for us. Amen. And a thank you to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, for underwriting our saint of the day. Experienced in wills and estate planning. Look, I get it. Yeah, it's easy to put this stuff off, but that's a mistake because we're talking about families. 224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. We hear phrases like the common good uh, thrown around a lot in our Catholic faith. Uh, next, Bo Bonner with your Catholic Truth and Beauty segment is going to talk about what that actually means, where it came from, and why it's important for us to know. Bo Bonner right after this. Don't go anywhere. John Lee Eddie in the morning right here on this Wednesday. Thanks to Dean Bell, dear friend of mine. Met him a year and a half ago. Now, now probably about two years ago. Uh, playing basketball, and boy, our, our friendship just kind of took off. Nine six three forty four ninety four. Dean's been providing residential re-roofs and light commercial jobs all throughout Central Iowa for the last thirty years. There's no place around here that he doesn't go or hasn't been. Nine six three forty four ninety four. Residential re-roofs. Dean Bell. Nine six three four four nine four. Your diocesan minute is right now. Here's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines this Wednesday, May 27th. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. Tomorrow night is the concluding session of the Faith Superheroes series of discussions on Zoom. Join Tom Quinlan as he explores how families can gather around the Sunday Mass readings to deepen their relationship with God, with one another, and the world. To join, you must register. Go to the Diocese website and search for the word Superheroes. Emmaus House continues to offer spiritual direction and online gatherings during the pandemic. Go to their website at theemmaushouse.org for a list of opportunities. That's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app at iowacatholicradio.com. See, I don't care. 
Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, brewed locally and featuring regular, seasonal, and limited-release beers available at local stores, bars, and restaurants. Confluence Brewing Company at 1235 Thomas Beck Road, off the bike trail south of Grays Lake, and online at confluencebrewing.com. Confluence Brewing Company offers curbside service and would like to thank you for your support. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Oh God, you're my deliverer one, one who carries Thanks for joining me, friends. John Leonetti in the morning here on this Wednesday, which for some might feel like a Tuesday, but it is indeed Wednesday, May 27th. Thanks for being a part of the show today. My next guest, he is the, uh, well, the title's changed again. I have the wrong one here. What are we now? Uh, well, still director of mission ministry at Mercy College of Health Sciences, oh, yes. and uh, yeah, yeah, director of, at the Zeta Institute. Zeta so. Institute. Good morning, John. Good morning to you, my friend Bo Bonner. Everyone uh, here to talk, and and also, of course, co-host. Uh, this is the the best one, the co-host of the Uncommon Good, heard here uh, every Wednesday at ten o'clock, ten o'clock in the evening as well. And uh, that's kind of a play on our topic today, the title of your radio show, The Uncommon Good, a play on the common good, which we as Catholics oftentimes hear. Um, and I think just today for our Catholic Truth and Beauty segment, it's good to define our terms of what we actually mean when we say that. Because I think a lot of times as Catholics, we throw things out and pretend like we know what they mean, and we really don't. So what does the church mean when she speaks of the common good? No, that's a good point, John. The common good is uh, two words that are commonly used all the time, uh, and so it's easy to hear them mean many different things to different people, and it's such an important topic in talking about the Church's understanding of social teaching that it's good, like you said, to, to refresh our minds about what the Church is actually getting at. Um, the, the, t- the, the topic as a sort of philosophical topic has existed in, in Western societies for a long time now. So even Aristotle, before the time of Christianity, had a concept of the common interest, right? The common wealth. People will talk about this idea about how do uh, political societies deal with the fact that it seems like we have more than just personal private goods, but what does that mean? So by the time we get someone like St. Thomas Aquinas in the Middle Ages, and he's calling this the bonum commune, the common good, He's starting to have a more robust idea uh, of what it must mean to talk about the good in common to most people. The Compendium of Catholic Social uh, uh, Teaching puts it this way, uh, the, sum, the common good is the sum total of social conditions which allow people, either as groups or as individuals, to reach their fulfillment more fully and more easily. Hmm. But they also, it's important to note that the common good is not just the sum total of individual uh, goods. So 
it's not like we take Bo's good and John's good and the listener's good and we sort of add them up on a calculator and whatever that good is, is the common good. Neither is it a good that sort of like individuals have to give up in order to attain. So it's not like the good of the people or the good of all versus individual goods. This is this sort of paradigm moment where we see the Catholic both and. The answer that is trying to be given is that the highest good for any individual is actually goods that are held in common. So another way to put this is the common good is a good that is not diminished when it is shared. Hmm. Like if I have an ice cream cone, John, and I give you part of it, by definition, I can't have the part that I gave you. But when I tell a joke, I can enjoy the joke just as much as you do. That's a a sort of silly, frivolous thing, but that's a common good. Um, When teams win sports, right, they win together. And it's not only the individual contributions of each team member that is a good, but the idea of winning, right, to win is something that everybody shares in and is not diminished in sharing it. So now when we think about this in terms of not only all of human society, but humanity in general and why God has made us to serve him, you start to see that the common good is the highest good, because not only are they the good for the individual themselves, but they're only good precisely because they're shared, and in their sharing, none of it goes away. And so the common good is this very robust, actually. It it sounds like it's very mundane and pedestrian common good, but it's actually this high, important, final good in which everything we do pushes forward towards. Now, so many people are experiencing so you know different states of life um you know it, it, economically uh you know just personally in their lives i mean how, how does the church kind of spread this uh i guess you would say umbrella so wide when there's just so many different factions of people uh and experiences no this is the the sort of uh absolute question to start asking that the politics usually can only see in a limited way. So what we see is just a sort of vast um, arena of private goods or individual interests. And you start to see this, right, that what we would call liberal enlightenment orders, so not liberal and conservative like Democrat or Republican, but modern sort of understandings is all there can be is individual interests. And if there's anything that we hold in common, it's sort of leaving each other alone allowing each other to have uh, a a route uh, in order to reach an individual good as long as it doesn't mess with anybody else. You start to see that even understandings of law in that conception, that there is no real commonality to be had. At best, there's sort of just concord that we all go along to get along, live and let die, things like this. What the Church wants to say is, of course, there's competing individual goods and interests, we're all individuals. I like, you know, this flavor of ice cream. You like that flavor of ice cream. Someone else doesn't like ice cream at I'm all. I'm sensing a theme. Right, that's right. I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> of ice cream. Uh, but, uh, but beyond the individual wants or desires that we might have, the best goods actually supersede and actually outstrip, as it were, any sort of individual preference, individual desires that I might have. So it's important to start to ask these questions about what are things 
that we have to have them in common or we don't have them at all. So one, for instance, would be the classic understanding of peace. Peace is not something individually enjoyed. Either the society has peace or it doesn't. This is why when we say that if there's strife or that there's a part of the community that lacks peace, truly everyone in some regard doesn't have it completely because peace is the tranquility of order. It's the, it's the way in which a society can rest well within itself. And, and the highest common good of just the secular order, before you think of things like uh, the final end of, of God and the Church, is actually peace. But, but peace has to be shared in common, and peace is an individual, you know, personal good. I live a better life when I live a peaceful one, but I can only be at peace together with my brethren, with my kinsfolk, with my community. And so that's why there's good that even though, like you said, there's a cacophony of different individual wants and desires, the most fundamental are actually common ones that we have to address together. Is this, in a way, how the Church is combating modernism, um, you know, kind of individualism that has really creeped in? I mean, these mantras like, you do you, and, you know, relativism, all of this. I mean, is is this, I feel like there's a, a, the Church is really going to battle here in this realm. Right, you know, and modernism gets thrown around uh, for all sorts of reasons, and and it can be very specific meaning, but the general point that you're getting at, I think, is exactly right, John, is there's an impulse as the modern world goes on to think that really all there is is the ability for individuals as atomized, fragmented, you know, entities to have any sort of success. And so, like you said, when we start to think about um, you-do-you culture, in, in many ways what we're doing is giving up a sort of... Uh, the two things are happening. We're giving up for a higher calling that really there is things together that are much better for each individual, but only in to be had together. But also we're denying the fact that there are just common goods that make the individual good possible. I mean... Think about the fact that we all drive on roads and generally agree that they're they're usable, right? It's not like Mad Max Thunderdome every time you get out on, you know, I know people complain about Interstate 235, but the idea, right, is that in general we can share transportation as a common good because we follow the rules and that not following the rules is an aberration that causes difficulties. If we didn't have common goods, even as mundane as that, right, like traffic rules, um, we wouldn't be able to have individual goods. So on one hand, we're giving up on a higher understanding of human flourishing and community, but we're also, as the modern world goes on, denying a reality that can't be denied. We're just hiding it. We, the, the individual rests on the common good, and if there isn't a common good, individual goods start to disappear. For those that uh, have not listened to your show yet, give them a, a sneak peek. What is the uncommon good heard here on Iowa Catholic Radio? Well, the uncommon good is, uh, you know, some brilliant guy, I think his <laughs> name is John Leonetti, uh, threw out the idea to name that, because uh, even though the common good is held in common, it's uncommon that we really talk about these things and see the sort of personal imprint, um, not only on our daily lives, and not only the political sort of commentation, uh, commentating, uh, but in our faith life as well. So, for instance, today we have uh, one of our all-stars, Katie Patrizio, is going to come on and talk about the Jewish roots, roots nice. of Pentecost. But Pentecost is something, again, right, like, okay, so 
each individual uh, apostle had the, the burning flame on their head, but really the good of Pentecost can only be shared in common, right? It's not the, the creation of Christians that happened on Pentecost, but the creation of the Church. And the Church is a common good that each individual uh, thrives being a part of, but precisely because it's a, a common reality, the body of Christ. And that that's why understandings of the common good, even in the supernatural realm, are so important to understand. You brought it today, man. Well, uh, uh, if you're naming a radio show after a concept, you should probably know a little <laughs> bit about it and feel passionate about it. Good so thank stuff. you for letting me talk about it. Bo Bonner, everyone. Again, 10 o'clock this morning, 10 o'clock in the evening. If you haven't ever listened to it, I know they got a lot of fans that do, but if you haven't, give it a chance today. I think you'll love it. 10 o'clock, as I said, and uh, those are all podcasted at iowacatholicradio.com along with Dr. Bud Marm. Talk to you soon, brother. God bless, John. All right, that's Bo Bonner, everyone, that puts this show in the books today. Deacon Tony Valdez, would you give us your blessing? Heavenly Father, protector of all who hope in you, bless your people, keep them safe, defend them, prepare them, that free from sin and from the, safe from the enemy, they may persevere always in your love. Amen. Back on tomorrow, friends, live from the Mercy One studio. Thanks for again for being a part of the show today. I am John Linetti, friends. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. Here in this worn and weary land Where many a dream has died Like a tree planted by the water We never will run dry So living water flowing through God, we thirst for more of you. Fill our hearts and flood our souls with one desire. Just to know you and to make you known. in the morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International.